Season 2, Episode 6, Three Ways to Overcome the Dragons of Fear and Anxiety. Hey, John Thurman here, and how on earth are you doing this week? The past two weeks have been crazy. I mean, we're just getting through the COVID crisis, rules are being relaxed, and all heck breaks loose over in Ukraine. Gas prices, whoa. Tension, wow. Stress, people are just getting really worked up over this. Stress and anxiety seem to be everywhere, and they're like big old hairy, nasty, fire-breathing dragons. Well, if you're feeling stressed, if you're anxious, if you're feeling overwhelmed, Today, you want to listen carefully because I'm going to give you three tools you can use to lower your stress. And over the next few weeks, I'm going to be spending some time on giving you more tools, insights, tips, and things you can do to keep your stress managed so you can stay forward-looking, hope-filled, and optimistic. And I'm John Thurman. I'm an author, a therapist, and a work-life consultant. I live in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And I help individuals and couples, both in the States and other countries, learn to manage stress and anxiety in a more effective, biblical manner. If you want to know more about me, just go to my website, which is www.johntherman.info. www.johntherman.info. I'm so glad you're with me today. And just as a reminder, you're listening to John Thurman's podcast, the Resilient Solution Shortcast. I'm so glad you joined me today. Let's jump right in and slay some dragons. Well, hey, John Thurman here. Man, has it been an insane past two or three weeks between COVID going away or at least slowing down, and then Russia invades Ukraine and the world's gone crazy. Gas prices are up. There's talk of nuclear war and things like that. God forbid we go down that road, but there's just a lot of insanity going on. And today I want to give you three ways that you can overcome the dragons of fear and anxiety because they're out there doing their job, aren't they? Well, let me ask you this real quick. Are you managing your fear and anxiety or is it managing you? Are you staying up late at night with racing thoughts, heart palpitations, wondering what the heck's coming the next couple of days, weeks, months, or even this year? Because if you listen to the news, it's pretty much gloom and doom. So number one, don't watch it so much. Maybe you'll feel better. Well, today I'm going to show you some practical ways that you can tame the dragons of fear and anxiety. There's an old, old saying that went something like, Hic sunt dragones which is a Latin phrase found on one the old, old map that said, here be dragons. Uh, it was a map that warned ancient mariners and explorers of the dangers of exploring unexplored territory. Another ancient Roman map used the term, uh, here be lions or hic sinc leones, denoting those unknown regions. The message was clear. If you want to try something new, if you want to move into a new territory, start a new ministry, try something different, expand your horizons, you better be careful, because the dragons may eat you. Things haven't changed at all, have they? Have you ever thought about starting a new business, beginning a new job? Uh, matter of fact, I was gainfully employed as a contractor with Federal Occupational Health a couple of years ago. It had been a fun ride. I got to do a lot of neat things. And I got the phone call saying, we're so sorry, but your job is being eliminated. People said, what are you going to do, John? I said, well, I'm going to go back to private practice. I at least know how to do that pretty well. And so I did. It was scary because in the middle of COVID, it's not like people are coming out to sit with a client and a therapist face-to-face, -face, although a lot of my clients chose to do that. 
but I'm so glad I did. Fear could have choked me out, but I like, well, what are my options? I can either do this or try to find another job, which wasn't easy to do at that point in the COVID world. Have you ever started a business or told someone you were going to move? Once you announce your plan, isn't it really interesting? Your friends are supportive, but so many times, well-meaning family members and some friends warn you of the dangers of moving away from the familiar. They remind you there are dragons and lions out there, and they'll tell you stories, sometimes apocryphal stories about these people who they quit their job and they went on food stamps, or they quit their job and their spouse left them. All sorts of fear out there. And what we're going to do today is is give you a little bit of education on fear, basically. We'll talk a little bit about fear, but then give you some tools you can use. And you can go to my show notes and click the link to the blog to get more details. But here are seven truths about fear. Number one, irrational fear is a very primal gut function. It's a low-level brain function. It says something's not right. And while fear can become disarming and lead to self-sabotage, it can also be overcome. You see, when we think through our fears, we usually discover some of those concerns are rooted in a completely irrational thought process. Here's a huge life tip. To start overcoming those irrational fears that keep you bound up, you're going to have to call them what they are. Instead of saying, well, I'm not doing this because it makes me nervous, try saying, I'm not doing this because I'm a coward and I'm scared spitless. You'll be amazed that when you begin to tell yourself the truth aloud, how much it'll shake you up. But it also might help you change the tape, if you will. The third thing, fear steals our integrity. Integrity means acting in a way wholly congruent with the values and beliefs that we have. And so when we believe that something's right in a heart of hearts, sometimes we fail to do it because of fear. What will people think? What will they do? Embrace the fear and move forward. My veterans from the Iraq and Iran have a great phrase, which is embrace the suck and push through it. Number four, fear leaves us in lament and regret. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. If only. Have you ever missed opportunities to later kind of beat yourself up for that? Fear does that. Fear will cause you to freeze up and not make good moves. You'll meet some people that are filled with regret and remorse because they failed to take a step. They failed to push through the fear. Number five, when we give in to fear, we give up control. We step away from the steering wheel, which can be deadly. The Lord has given us life and choices. And while he guides us, he will not do the work for us. When we are ruled by fear, we abdicate responsibility. We give it up. That's not good, folks. When you, when you take your hands off the wheel, that is not a good thing. You see, you and I are the only ones responsible for our lives. If bad stuff happened to you, I'm sorry. You've got to take responsibility and deal with it. If you've had misfortune, if you've been abused, I'm sorry. Get the help you need for that. Honestly, get the help for that. But realize you're the one that has to pick up the pieces and God's there to move it with you. If you're waiting for your fairy godmother or someone else to show up, it's not going to happen. Here's the big reason why from a large picture perspective, and Jesus talked about this in Matthew 25, 23. You see, you and I have to give an account of the race we ran. I've done several funerals over the years, and you know, every funeral has a start date and an end date, and that funeral celebrates the dash between those two endpoints. And I want you to have a good run in your dash. I know when it becomes my time, I want to stand before Jesus and worship him, but I want to hear him say, well done, John, good and faithful servant. Number six, fear stifles personal growth. There seems to be this universal principle in nature. You are getting better and ripening with life, or you're ripe 
and ready to fulfill your potential or you're rotting. I don't want to rot, folks. I want to live intentionally, living for an audience of one. Number seven, fear produces complacency. Have you ever noticed when you fear something, you avoid it like the plague, like you need to make that phone call, but instead you get your desk in order? We all do it. We just want to find some ways to move through it. Let's take a look at how to overcome your fears and lower your anxiety. Let's look at how to subdue those dragons. Brendan Francis said this, and I love this quote, Many of our fears are paper thin, and a single courageous step would carry us clear through them. Now, let me give you some tips on how to push back fear and anxiety, how to tame that dragon. First of all, change your perspective on fear. Fear is only harmful if you let it be harmful. It's a normal, natural process. And if left unchecked, it'll cause you to be timid and restrict your lives. On the other hand, if you see it for what it is and engage it, it can take you through some great outcomes. Secondly, adjust your perspective on risk. Folks, you take a risk when you pull out of your driveway. So try not to be so risk averse. When we look at adjusting our perspective on fear, the honest taproot for many of our fears of trying something new is that we might screw up and do a face plant. What if I get rejected? What if I lose? Well, I'll go, well, what if you don't? Maybe it's time for you and I to bump up our risk averseness, be a little bit more risk tolerant and take some steps out. So number one, adjust your perspective. Number two, and this might be a stretch to some of you, but act and live with courage. I love this quote from Teddy Roosevelt. He put it this way. Each time we face our fear, we gain strength, courage, and confidence in doing it. The next thing you want to do, and I'll go into more detail in next week's podcast and in my blog, is kill fear, lower anxiety, tame those dragons by using a faith-filled logical process. Fear is usually the function of a lack of confidence or self-esteem. Many of people are afraid to think that way because they think, I'll fail. But if they do it anyway, if they try to overcome the fear instead of letting the fear limit them, they find they can usually do it. Fear should not keep us from moving forward. Matter of fact, Psalm 118.6 says, The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can mere man do to me? When you and I think about taming those dragons, putting them in their place, we need to realize that fear and anxiety are primarily mismanagement of our mental capacities. Let me give you five factors that will help you tame or kill those dragons of anxiety and fear. Faith. First of all, the belief that God is on your side and that he doesn't make junk. Faith that he who started a good work in you is going to complete it. Trusting that God Almighty is the God of second chances, the God of grace and mercy, but a God who also holds us accountable. See, as a growing, sometimes struggling Christ follower, I still waver at this point. I know the truth in my head, but sometimes my heart has a hard time trusting it. So the second factor is the support of friends. And these are real friends. While I have thousands of Facebook friends, very few of them really know me and very few of it will I ever share coffee with. Friends who will both love you and challenge you. Friends who will hold you accountable. We live in a unique time in history. We are internationally connected more than we've ever been before. But yet even prior to the pandemic, researchers said that we were more lonely than we've ever been before. That's pretty scary. More connected than ever and longer than we've ever been in reported history. And that's all prior to the pandemic. Let me just challenge here. Angie and I do this from time to time. The next time you're out for dinner, take a moment to observe how many people are more engaged with their devices than with the person they're sitting with. I love technology. It's a big part of my private counseling and consulting business. But the research tells us 
that one of the most cost-effective ways to overcome fear and anxiety is being directly connected to family and friends, eyeballs to eyeballs, skin to skin. The third factor is time. And let me just give you some encouragement at this point. You didn't get this way overnight and you're not going to be done with it by tomorrow. But as you begin to intentionally look at engaging the dragons, identifying the stressors, identifying the anxiety and the fear, you'll begin to get the upper hand. The good news is, is that you have already started the journey by listening to the shortcast or even reading my material, other people's on managing stress and anxiety. Number four, do what you can do. You can pray about it. You can make changes. Right now, think about two or three things you could change and do differently. And as you begin to even do that, you'll feel better. And number five, and this is so important, is you need to develop an optimistic worldview. Now, I'm not talking about, oh, pie in the sky, by and by, but a worldview that has a future-focused path. It means my past failures do not condemn me. It means I've owned them, I've taken responsibility for them, I've confessed them, and I've made amends where I need to. You see, I don't need to be regulated by what I've done in my past. There's forgiveness there. There are lessons learned from that. There are things you can do to move forward. An optimistic worldview means that I have a future that I can choose, and with God's grace and work, I can have a different, blessed outcome that can impact my life and the life of others. Let me wrap up by saying this. As you look at pushing fear and anxiety back, taming those dragons, I want you to realize that you are intentionally designed to leave a mark in this world. So here's my question for you. Will you, through God's help, refuse to let fear keep you from having a considerable impact on your life and the life of others? Or will you live a life of regret? I don't want to sound egotistical here, but I hope there are a ton of people in my funeral Not to praise me, but to demonstrate the power and influence of a life that wanted to minister to people and honor God and point people towards the kingdom of God. What do you want to accomplish before your starting end date? How will you tame the dragons? Thanks for listening today. My name is John Thurman. I'm an author. I'm a licensed mental health professional and work-life coach. And I help people become more resilient in their personal life, their relationships, their business endeavors, and in their faith. If you'd like a free consult anywhere in the United States or internationally, you can call my office at 505-343-2011, or you can email me at john at johntherman.info. That's J-O-H-N-T-H-U-R-M-A-N at J-O-H-N-T-H-U-R-M-A-N.info. Thank you so much. I just want to remind you that today is the day the Lord has made, and I will make a choice to rejoice. And be glad in it. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week.